What do you say to your buyers when there's little inventory and also rising interest rates? We'll be discussing that today. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. Today is our monthly coaching moments with Ryan D'April. Let me tell you a little bit more about Ryan if you're new to our show. Uh, if you're not familiar with Ryan, he comes on every single month and gives our listeners and our viewers a coaching moment and a coaching lesson. And the reason why is Ryan D'April is a coach. He's also a progressive thought leader focused on providing for his agents and staff at D'April Properties. His strengths are his motivational skills, his coaching style, and his dedication to training. Now, he has 14 offices throughout Chicagoland. Also, he has offices in Wisconsin, Indiana, Michigan, and Florida. D'April Properties focuses on high customer service, managing and executing their agents' marketing and transaction management for them so that agents can stay focused on their business. I'm going to say that again because that was a mouthful. Managing and executing their agents' marketing and transaction management. The marketing piece in particular, I, I love because so few firms actually do marketing for their agents. Uh, but if you'd like to take your career to the next level, or if you're just not getting the attention you need from your firm, please check out D'April Properties. Visit dapralproperties.com. That's D-A-P-R-I-L-E, properties.com. Also the link in our show notes. Welcome once again, Ryan. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me, DJ. How are you? I'm good. I'm, could, could we just really, before we get into today, can you just talk about, spend a minute or two on the, really, I think your firm's competitive advantage, um, which of course you, you guys are an amazing company, but I think the thing you do that I don't know any other firm that actually does is this idea of automating some of the marketing and the, and the um, sort of stay in touch stuff uh, with somebody's sphere of influence. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I just think that's so cool. Sure. Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> there's a place for everybody, right? And there's a bunch of different types of companies, a bunch of different types of models, you know, and as we've gone and we've grown our organization over the past 11 years, you know, one of the things that I had, a, you know, a lesson I had to reteach myself over and over again is, is focus on what you have and stop looking over your shoulder and looking at everybody else. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, this interesting, this industry is so interesting because, there's so much comparison going on all the time. 
And there's so many people, actually businesses, uh, companies that are fighting so hard to be number one in market share and to be the biggest and, and, and whatnot. And our, you know, philosophy is, you know, we just want to be the best for the ages that are at our company. And, um, you know, people who feel comfortable in their own skin, you know, with the organization that they're at. And we focus holistically on each agent, one agent at a time. We do know that 80% or more of everybody's business comes from their network, either directly or indirectly. So what and you guys, and you guys have do, the data, by the way, you have data to back that up. It isn't, it, 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 that's actually true for you is 80%. And I, I think that's worth repeating to our listeners who, again, I know this isn't a new number that you've never heard before, but it's an important number to remember is that 80% of your business will come from your existing net worth network. Sorry. Yeah. And so, you know, there are a lot of tools out there. We have the tools and, and every other company has the tools out there. Um, a lot of companies position themselves as they got the technology for you to do the marketing. Ours is we have the technology, but we also have the salaried employees that we train to actually do it for you. So you don't have to dabble around it. Now, there's some people that are <clears throat> uh, that really want to micromanage the process and do it themselves. And if they do, they can do it with us or anywhere. Uh, we're just the kind of organization, like, let's just take that off your plate. Let's handle the transaction management for you. Let's do the basic monthly marketing for you. You stay focused on your network and being in flow with your network. Um, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's one of our main value propositions. In addition to continually having um, events, and when I say events, educational events at the offices uh, on marketing, on how to network properly, on, uh, on, on trans management, on, you know, uh, team building, if that's what you want to do, right? That would be more of an individual one-on-one type of process um, on accountability. And so it's, <clears throat> you know, we are not the largest real estate company out there, uh, nor will we ever be. And it's not what we're striving to do. We're, we're just kind of focused on to be the, the company for the agent that's at our office. That's with yeah. us. Uh, that's that's really, you know, breaking it down. You know, that's. I was. I think I mentioned this to you uh, on another podcast. You know, working with an agent on marketing a big, multi, you know, double digit million dollar listing, and 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 dialoguing with her. I'm like, listen, you could be a one man real estate company or at the largest real estate brokerage in the world, and the reality is. Once that listing hits the MLS, it's on every single website across the country, right? Across the world, across the world. And, you know, the real value is emotional intelligence and the management of the process. The real value to the agent is how do you get that business? And is it marketing or is it consistent repetitive marketing coupled with, you know, making those individuals in your network feel like the center of the universe, you're the one making them feel like that. So that when that certain percentage, which is 16% every year transacts, you're the one that they're coming to. That's, that's what we focus on. Yeah. I, um, I, I didn't mean to derail us, but I, I just think I, I'm somebody who recruits realtors and I will tell you, uh, recruiting agents from your firm has never been successful in all the years I've done this. <laughs> uh, not that we specifically go after your agents, but, but we really never thanks, even, thanks. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, and your recruiters, I'm sure I come after. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. 
it's an everyone's ugly part recruiting of everybody. That has to happen. Yeah, exactly. But, it, but, is, but, it is. But I will say that your office is 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 really interesting because um, the idea that you do actually do mailers, email campaigns, um, you know, basically the the repetitive, consistent things that agents oftentimes just maybe don't have time for or aren't particularly skilled at. I just think is such. Again, I, I've when I was when I started, we had zero agents. We have. I don't know, almost 800 now. And I'm not saying that to brag because who cares? But the only reason I'm saying it is I've, I've seen agents come over from every, just about every other firm, at least here in the Chicago area. And I've not ever talked to somebody who said, oh yeah, you know, my old firm did all of that, that for me. Um, and I think that's a really, really impressive value add. And, and the coaching, of course, I know that that's probably the most valuable thing you do, but I also know that well, every firm says they, does co- they do coaching. So I know that doesn't always yeah, sound no. like a big deal. Yeah. Look, I, I've got, you know, 11 years in business and now we're starting to start to really see the boomerangs come back. The ones that did get pulled away and they start to come yeah. back and yeah, it is. It is. It is nice to hear them say, I didn't realize how much easier it was here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you leave people who are like, well, I think it'll be easier because they got this technology. I got this. I got that. And you realize, well, shit, they got it. But I'm the one who's got to do it. I'm like, yes, we all have it. It's all at our fingertips. I just yeah. want to have a, one of our salaried employees do it for you consistently. And then and more than that, it goes beyond that. And it's just and to each their own, you know, and whatever works best for anybody. I have always had the philosophy is focus on the people you have. Um, I'm, I am shocked. You know, I don't know. I am surprised on how we have these standards. Right. And we're, you know, of course we have to protect the consumer and, and the not solicitations and everything else, but how just how brutal the recruiting all the ways is going on. And it's, it's so much noise in it. I really feel like it affects the production of the agent more than anything else and takes yeah. their eyes off the ball. Uh, you know, you just got to, wherever you are, you just got to figure out, is this my, is this my tribe? And is this my home? And, uh, you know, I always try to tell our agents is this company might be doing that and we're not going to, and don't worry about it. Otherwise we're living to be that other company. Yeah. And that's not who we are. We're living to be us. And so, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, I got in the business because I wanted to be home for breakfast with my daughters. I wanted to be home after work. I wanted to travel. I didn't want to travel for work. I wanted to <coughs> coach their teams and be around. And I wanted to sell real estate so I could be with my family. And that is true to today. You know, I don't want to be the next social media star. I don't want, and that's fine if you do. I'm not knocking it. Just it's not who I am, right? I don't want, you know, I'm not the, the real estate brokerage, you know, that's going to have a party all the time after work. I like after, you know, after four o'clock, it's like my day's done and I'm going to go back. Like, you know, like I was telling you earlier, I'm a big personality, but I'm an introvert. You know, I, I, I like my space after a while. And, you know, I got into our business because I like the freedom. I like the flexibility I think sometimes we get into the business, we lose our way and all of a sudden we become somebody that we weren't and we weren't planning on being, but there's so much outside influence that can mold us three years goes by. And all of a sudden you're somebody that you, you didn't plan on being when you got into the business. Yeah. Yeah. And you have maybe not as much time as, as you'd like, uh, cause you're, you're, you know, you haven't learned how to set appropriate boundaries yet. And, uh, and I, I, yeah. And well, I, that's, I tell people, that's what I tell people too, is like, really think hard when you talk about teams, 
You know, why do you want to have a team? I see individuals. I know who they are or different organizations. I know what I, I know at the core, you know, what their values are and what they want. Um, and, and they think that a team and a team is great if you do it right, but they think a team is going to get them there. It's like, <laughs> you're looking at three times the amount of work that you're doing right now as an individual agent, Yeah, you know, and, and there's a way that you can partner up, but not a team. And that, that, we could talk for hours about that. Well, I, I will say one thing about teams because I know teams are one of the biggest uh, sort of buzzwords of, of agents, you know, right now in the last several years in particular is like teams, 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 teams are better than individuals. We're constantly hearing that message. And, and there's obviously an argument to be made that teams are stronger in theory uh, to individuals. But what, what I've noticed, and it's not about, I'm, I'm only referencing people who want to join a team versus who want to start a team, um, but people who want to join a team, because I talk to a lot of agents who are newly licensed. And that is almost exclusively one of their requirements or something they're looking for is I want to join a team. And I say, if you want to join a team to, to learn from a top producer and really just become almost like an apprentice, like I think, boy, what a great, great, great thing to do. If you're going to a team because you're afraid you won't generate enough leads and the team is going to help you build your business, um, I always say that might not be always the best reason to join a team. If you're going to learn, great. If you're going because it's going to solve a problem of I don't have enough business, well, that's where Ryan would love to say, actually, you probably have a bunch of business you don't know about in your existing network. Yeah, we have a structured mentor program to help with that. I think teams are pushed and they're pushed by our industry. And I and I truly feel that they're pushed by our industry, especially leadership in our industry, because these companies have just eroded who they are. And uh, there's next to no profit in real estate brokerages these days, next to none. And and the leaders of all these individual corporations are, are, are causing this. And teams are their outlet to give them the resources to manage people because they financially can't afford it. Yeah. Um you see it a lot in the multi multi level marketing. It started in the multi level marketing type real estate brokerages because I mean that team leader is essentially all of a sudden is a quasi managing broker acting as right. a managing broker, doing what a typical managing broker does, a typical trainer does, and the burden gets shifted off the brokerage to that lucky quote unquote lucky team leader. And so I think that's why you see it across the industry because. The leadership in the past 20 years of our industries, I feel, have done a great job of just running uh, the ship, uh, the nose of the ship of our industry into the ground. And it's been a race to zero. <coughs> and I mean, just it's all over now. There's publicly traded companies. You see what the numbers look like, you know, and it's it's all over the place. And that's why I, in my philosophy, that's why I think teams are uh so relevant nowadays. And I think it's because the brokerages just don't have the resources to provide what they typically did because the business has been eroded. Yeah. Managing brokers um, now have to do so much that anything that can help take some of the, you know, their workload off like training and support team via, team. via yeah. teams. Team. Yeah. Team. Yep. Team, 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 team. Yep. Team, team, team. That's how they, that's how they scale leverage. And so just as a real estate agent, understand what you're going into, I open, especially if you're going to be a team leader, you know, well, let's, and, let's uh, talk about what's going on 
currently in, in, in the news, because I always think it's important for realtors to know what their clients are seeing, what they're reading, and then having some sort of response so that it gives them a talking point, gives them a reason to pick up the phone. And right now, um, we, we know the Fed raised rates, uh, biggest rate increase in quite some time, I forget how many years, over nine or 12, 11 years or something. But whatever it was, um, they, they raised it, I think, 50 basis points um, and half a percent. And so we're seeing, you know, mortgage rates now in the fives um, and the news organizations are, are, you know, capitalizing on this news because if it bleeds, it leads. So there's fun uh, negative sort of articles to write about this and how everyone's freaking out. The market uh, tumbled uh, today and I, I don't know if it's still down, but it was down a thousand points um, mostly. And, and funny enough, we had a jobs report come out today where our unemployment's almost at a record low in our country history. And we just added 428,000 new jobs, I think. Um, and yet the market still reacted mostly, I think, to some of these uh, interest rate uh, sort of news. People are, are freaking out, which of course, buyers now, that means buyers are, are reading this and freaking out and we're also in a low inventory environment in most markets in, in the country. So there's not a whole lot of inventory. Rates are rising, so people's purchasing power is, has come down. Um, so I'm just curious what you're what you're talking to your agents sure. about, or you know, let's talk about. Well, it. I was yeah. Well, actually, I was just on the news on NBC Five the other day uh, about talking about this exact uh, topic. So, and and here's what I told uh, Mike Shishovsky. Uh, I believe I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Um, you know, uh, interest rates are rising clearly. And I think they're going to reach probably eight and a half percent by the end of the year, in my opinion. Wow. Yep. That's just an opinion. You know, they say about opinions, but, um, yeah, I really do. I think they're going to be there. And I think, um, I think they have to go there. I think the, the government, the fed, uh, is doing what they can to slow down this economy. And I think there's not going to be any soft landing. I think they're going to slam on the brakes. I think we're going to go into a recession, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Quite honestly, I, I you know, inflation is completely out of control. Um, and you know, the market is reacting to a number of things, and and I don't think it's just the rise in interest rates. I think there's a lot of flight to value right now. There, I mean, like, yeah. I don't know if you saw on Apple TV, we crashed, they lost yeah. 4.4 billion dollars, 4.4 billion dollars last year. There are so many quote unquote tech companies because WeWorks said they were a tech company. They're not a tech company. Uh, they're, you know, shared office space environment. Yeah. And, you know, everybody, all these investment bankers backing these quote unquote companies become unicorns, you know, and what's happening is there's a flight to quality in, in commodities and these companies that have lost hundreds of millions and billions of dollars for the past decade and have never made money. They're the ones that are going to have a real hurting that's coming their way. I feel. And I think it's going to be very similar to the 2020 crash. And, and Warren Buffett was calling it back then. And I think he's been calling it back now. It's like, how can these companies work for this long and lose billions of dollars in cash? Uh, it's 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 mind boggling. And then people relate, say, well, it's Amazon. Well, it's not Amazon. You know, these organizations, you know, and it's even in our own industry. And it just it makes you scratch your head. And I think there's a lot of just poor fundamentals out there that uh it just the pendulum's going to come back to the center it has to um but i you know i think for us as real estate agents all that set aside is people are going to buy and sell regardless of rates and you know put that to the side and and you have to speak with your buyers and you have to speak with your sellers and you have to ask them the most important question why are you buying and selling if you understand that 
that's going to be more important than logic. It's going to be more important than logic. We all make our decisions based on emotion. And people get married, people get divorced, people have children, people upsize, people die. And there's reasons for people to move on to the next chapters of their lives. And we just have to accept it. And regardless of rate, they're going to make that move. I mean, the price point might be different, but the move is going to happen. And if you understand at the core what and why your client, excuse me, not what, but why your client is moving, then you're going to be able to best help them navigate the market and give them life advice as a friend and help them walk through the process of this transition is what, and that's what we do. Um, so yeah, I think rate, rates are going to continually increase. Um, inventory is starting to come on. I think we are leaving our quote unquote real estate recession, which we've been in for four or five months. I think we'll be coming into a real recession for the economy. Uh, but when that happens, I think the inventory is going to open up even more and the transactions are going to occur more, which is good for us as real estate agents. Mortgage lenders, it's a different story. You know, um, there was a lot of lenders in the past two years that were doing 50, $60 million in volume and learned to live at that lifestyle when in reality they might have been more of a $15 million producer because of those zero rates environment yeah. that we were in for two years. Never in my life and and, and the president of my company is 63 years old. And he said, never in his career has he ever seen a refinance market like we saw in 2021. <clears throat> if you're a lender and you don't have purchase business, you're not in the business anymore. And that's just what it is. And it's it's really kind of sad to see there's, you know, in our industry, there's layoffs going everywhere in the mortgage lending business. And uh, and uh, only the best that, and when I say the best, those are that have real estate agent relationships are going to survive. Um, quite honestly, and it's not going to change uh, for a few years. Uh, then there will be another refinance, you know, boom, because you're going to go from 8% down to seven and maybe five and whatever happens, right? And I'm just giving us, you know, fake numbers here just to, 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 uh, to make an ex a point here. Um, I'm not seeing those specific rates, but, you know, you will have those, you know, that, you know, that refinance market will come back again, but, um, you know, buckle up and, buckle up not in a bad way just you know it's an expression it's like uh the the rates are rising educate your consumer right educate your buyer understand that three months from now the rate's going to be higher than it is today your purchasing power is going to be less so you may want to consider settling and getting in what you can now uh and because if you want to move now for a particular life reason make the move and sorry, my other line's ringing. I'm calling him from the phone here. Um, uh, because rates will just continue to go up because they have to, to slow down this inflation that we're having. And, and this is some serious inflation we're having right now. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's brutal. Um, it's brutal. Yeah. It's yeah, and and but for let's let's think about like a specific case uh, example. So let's say I have a client and we rate locked them three or four months ago um, at, at a lower rate than, than what exists today for, for their lending, uh, you know, percentage. And then now that has expired because, uh, you know, we couldn't find inventory or we couldn't find the right property. So I know this is happening to a lot of agents. So all of a sudden now that rate needs to be re-ran. Um, the purchasing power might, might've come down almost certainly it has. Um, so, so there's, there's a, there is a little bit of a loss there to the consumer, or at least in their mind, there's a perceived loss of like, Oh, I really, 
really wanted the $700,000 home. Now I'm maybe I'm limited more towards $500,000 or $600,000 properties, which again, doesn't feel good at, at, as a first response to a consumer. So what, what would you say to an agent to help sort of, you know, coach that, that buyer through that. And so they don't, you know, give up or, or, you know, get too uh, upset about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, the best way is, is to really, you know, and it's, I really think this is the Achilles heels for most real estate agents. They don't truly understand why their buyer is buying, you know, and they give me very simple surface answers. Well, they want a bigger home. What the fuck? What is that? Yeah. I mean, that's not, you got to really dig in deeper because if you understand that you're going to be able to help somebody navigate through that adjustment of, Hey, you could find a four to $700,000 home. Now it's a $500,000 home. Now, again, why are you buying? And maybe now you shouldn't buy. Maybe it was an upgrade for you, right? Maybe it was an upgrade for you. Maybe that's why you were buying. Or maybe it's a different school district and you have to, and, 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 and there's reasons why you have to be in that school district. So guess what? Now you got to settle and it's not a big deal and it's not going to change. And again, the affordability is going to go down. And so you got to every, what I love so much about this business is how unique it is and very much how unscalable it can be as well, because each individual customer has a different scenario and you got to give them your time and your effort and you got to understand who they are and then you can consult with them on, on the process. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, and, and, and I don't want to apply logic to it either. It's more emotional, right? You know, it, 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 it truly is. And they, those, those logical, Hey, you know, it was going to cost you $1,500 cost you 1900, but look, you could have a tax write off. You could have this and that it glazes over them. You know what I mean? It, it really does. It's, it just, it, this is, this is what it is. It is what it is. And for any of us who are buying in the next 12 months, the rates are only going up period. They're only going to go up. Now, the good thing is, is more inventory is going to come on when the market, the economy slows down even more uh, uh, inventory is going to come on. Um, yeah. And I just think, I think you just got to take it day by day. And don't let too much of this um, consume you. And I think you can also mention too, if somebody is, if a client, if a buyer is struggling with this, no, oh gosh, I have this perceived uh, purchasing power decrease and that, that feels bad. Um, you can also talk to them about how inflated pricing has been and maybe that $700,000 home that you could have afforded three months ago, if we had, could find one was actually not, or maybe it was only worth 500. And, and as we start to see rates going up and, and again, more inventory, which means low, you know, pricing comes down a bit, um, maybe it all works out, you know, uh, for exactly the same sort of property, uh, that you thought you could afford, but you really were overpaying anyway. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I think so. I mean, there's obviously it's a possibility. I don't, I don't see a huge correction in prices. I see maybe clearly I see eventually, you know, the multiple offers come to a slow and then, you know, people paying 95% of asking price versus 110% of asking price. I mean, it's been a shit show out there to say the least. Um, <clears throat> I don't see, uh, I, I see the market correction quite honestly, mostly in the markets, not the housing market. I think the housing market is pretty healthy uh, with the lending, you know, regulation that was put in place and how healthy people are. I think what we have is a 
uh, a grossly, uh, I think very similar to what happened in the housing markets going on to the equities markets. And these companies that have lost billions of dollars that really have no right of even being in business. And, you know, my question is whose money is that? Don't tell me it's JP Morgan's money or, or, or investment bankers money. That's, that's, that's gotta be somebody's pension fund money. That's gotta yeah. be some police yeah. fund, teacher fund. That's gotta be some, you know, pipe fitter pension money that's sitting in there that's getting invested in these companies that, you know, you tally it up, you know, one company lost maybe $10 billion over the course of five years. That's one company, you know, th- th- that I wonder, is that going to take its toll on our economy? Uh, sure. I think that, and I think it's going to be in the equities, but, but, but who am I? Well, let's, so we talked about maybe how to counsel the customer who maybe feels they see these news stories, they're freaking out, no inventory, raising rates. So we talked about, yeah, the emotional intelligence of the realtor to be able to counsel the client. I'm also interested in, I and I, I only deal with realtors. I don't deal with, with consumers like you're, you're sort of same way you, you teach, you know, you're coaching and, and teaching and um, talking to agents. Um, but agents are also, I find, uh, even even ones that that seemingly are usually uh, pretty uh, bulletproof to some of this news. I'm even seeing that sort of d- little bit of mild depression kicking in with realtors who are like, oh, how do I keep going when there's no inventory and rates keep rising and my clients just can't find? So what are you, how, what are you talking to your agents about to keep them motivated, keep them sort of in a positive mind frame as they navigate these choppy waters? Sure. It's, it's real easy. One, okay. As a real estate agent and a loan officer, which are basically you eat what you kill. Okay. Um, you need to go into the office every day. You've got to go to work. If you want to succeed, you have to go to work. That's it. And so many people I have seen, you know, all I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm running an errand. I'm selling some furniture. I got a dentist appointment or something like that. I mean, there's so many excuses. Um, I became a real estate agent at the age of 28 years old, 29. And from 22 to 29 or 21 to 29, I went to an office every day. I'm 46 years old. I still go to my office every single day, unless I'm taking a day off. Me, me too. Um, I have, I have, I would love to be able to say that I work just as effectively from home and I can work from home. I don't have to be here. I do not work well from home. I I wish I did because it'd give me another option. The reality of it is I'm just more effective in the office. And I suspect most people are, are, would, if they're honest, would say the same thing. It is. And everybody listening to this podcast, please understand the failure rate is 90% or higher in real estate, 90% or higher. And because it's a solopreneurship type business and it's very difficult, you got to find a tribe. You got to find a community. You need to find an accountability group. The office is the best way. Get out of the house. One, two, focus on what brings you business. What brings you business is your network. And so if we all look at it, 80%, it's just across the board. If 80% of your business comes from your network, then why aren't you spending 80% of your time on your network? Get off social media, get off the MLS, get off the errands and and all the other stuff. I understand there's a transaction management part of the business that we have to do, but I'd be surprised if, 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 I mean, if it was more than 10% of our industry spent more than an hour and a half on their network once a week. I really think it's that small. And those are the ones selling all the estate. 
I was at a top producer uh, breakfast recently, and one of they asked a similar question to what I just asked you: is how do you stay motivated? And you know, it's 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 certainly not the easiest time to be a realtor, or, or I mean, if you're I guess if you're a listing agent, it's a wonderful time, and if you're working with buyers, it's more challenging. And so there was an agent, top producer, who does more buy side transactions, and they were asking her in this uh, forum I was in, you know, how do, how are you staying motivated? And she's like, oh my gosh, it's so easy right now. And everyone went, what? How? And she goes. Well, right now I'm contacting every single person I know, and she's been doing this since December and saying, hey, you've probably heard that for, for everyone in her data, database, that's a homeowner, um, you've probably heard prices have, have quite gone up quite a bit. Um, now's a, probably a pretty good time to check out to see what we think your home's worth. And she goes, I just do this all day long. And, and, and her thought was, I always am asking, how can I provide value to the people who already know me? And she's like, I just run uh, these reports all day and I then I contact each person individually and say, hey, I'm going to swing by and drop off this new report so you get an idea of what's going on. And I was like, boy, that's so simple and it's brilliant and it's valuable to people. Um, so if you're wondering, yeah. well, how do I spend time on my network? I just gave you an idea from a top producer that pretty good idea because every, you know, look, people visit Zillow, uh, 200 million Americans visit Zillow every single month. Some of those people are checking to see what their home's worth. And by the way, the Zestimate, um, just as a little aside, because I was just at a Zillow forum, believe it or not, I know people will disagree with this, but a data scientist was was speaking to us and he said, our Zestimate is now within plus or two, uh, plus or minus two, uh, 200 basis points. So within 2%, we think we're, we're accurate. So people are checking this and, you know, not that you have to agree with this estimate or not, but we know people are checking this, right? It's kind of Zillow's main thing. Um, and, and so we know they're checking it. So why not be there? The, the, maybe give them a more accurate version of this estimate, hand deliver it. And boy, I would love if somebody did, would do that for me. I've never even run my own report on my own property. Yeah, we could go on and talk for hours about that. Um, but I, I, I do agree. Uh, I agree with you um, about the network and diving into that network. And that's, you know, that's the most important thing. And I think a lot of us, you know, I'm just good. My, my estimate is off by $400,000. Um, yeah, so so yours is not I, one like, of the accurate ones. <laughs> yeah, that's just what I looked at it right now. So, um, but anyways, um, but it's a great tool. It's a great company. I, I just, I'm sorry, you got my curiosity. So I, I Googled it and I went to those estimates. I just, go, you know, and I threw my address in there. Um, but, you know, I guess. Well, but, but my I, point, I, but my point by saying that though, is that's an easy thing that you can do at any time to give value to your network. That is something that no one else is probably really doing that unless you know, they've worked with yeah, other realtors before. Right. No, I agree with you. And I guess here's, and I think here's where we kind of end it. Um, marketing is, in, marketing is incredibly important. All right. And advertising incredibly important. And then ask yourself, am I spending more time marketing and advertising myself than I am connecting with the people in my network? That should not be unbalanced. You should be connecting with people in your network more than you're in marketing yourself. In my opinion, in our business, in our very unscalable business, and you could have three, 400 people in your network, you can make a half a million to a million dollars a year if you do what I tell you and spend more time connecting with those individuals than anything else. Market and advertisers, of course, but I'll bet you most people spend more money on advertising and social media marketing and all this other stuff than actually rolling up their sleeves 
digging in and saying, Hey, how are you? I was just thinking about you. What's going on. And then moving to the next person. Yeah. I I've had my same accountant for, I don't know, however many to 13 years, maybe I've never met her in person. Why am I with her? Cause I'm too lazy to find someone else. Is she uh, maybe, is she the very best accountant in Chicago? I don't know. Um, but you know why I'm with her because I like her. (laughs) I like her. I've never even met her. And I, but I like her when she sends me emails, she she's, you know, and I, I, I think she's competent. I haven't been, I haven't been audited yet. So let's hope that, uh, that she's doing a good job, but the truth is um that's how all decisions are made professionals are hired by other professionals based on likability that's it and you know they did a study and they they realized that consumers hire real estate agents arbitrarily it's in one to three days it's very quick it's a very quick decision it's usually the first person that comes to mind so your job is to be friends with the people in your network get it uh, sorry about that. My phone's blowing up DJ. Cause I, I got a, a, a three o'clock that it's coming up on me hard here. So I'm sorry. It's throwing me off, but that's no the most important thing for you guys to be doing. Yeah. Connect with your connect again, check in with people, see how they're doing. <laughs> What's going on in your life. Oh, by the way, mother's day is this weekend. What a great opportunity to pick up the phone and call everybody, you know, who, who, you know, either is a mother or has a mother and just say, Hey, I was just thinking about you this weekend. hope you're having a great mother's day or pet parents are also mothers, right? A lot of, I know my girlfriend likes to think of herself. I had to get my girlfriend a mother's day card who, uh, because she has a cat. Um, that's another great thing you could, if you should know which one of your clients, uh, who, you know, who have pets. That's another thing you could do is call up, say, Hey, happy mother's day, pet parent. Or if they have, you know, children, you can do that too. There's, there's lots of ways to connect with people. And again, that doesn't have anything to do with what's going on in the news, right? We just know it's the time, it's that time of year where mothers are celebrated. So there's lots of ways you can deepen those relationships. And I think, like you were saying, if you focus on that, I mean, how many realtors are reaching out to everybody they know to wish their their sphere of influence a happy Mother's Day? Maybe they'll send an email, a blanket email to everyone with a little cute, you know, uh, picture on it that says Happy Mother's Day. We love mothers. But how many? But understand how many that's ever- marketing and advertising. That's not. That's not totally. exactly good for you. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, what you, what can you do this weekend if you're if you're not busy because there aren't much inventory? Call everybody you know and say, "Happy!" I just wanted to wish you a happy Mother's Day and and see what that does for you as a business uh, as a business owner as an individual agent. Um, I'll bet you, I'll bet you there there's no negative. You will not get one uh, negative uh, response to that, and you might even get a few customers out. Of it. And you can always say at the end, "Hey, by the way, if if anything changes for you, if you ever want to talk real estate stuff, just let me know." But I just wanted to call and wish you a happy Mother's Day. Um, you, you do that, you're going to, you're going to have great success. So I'll let Ryan, I know he has to get to his next meeting. Um, but I think we gave a ton of value here in, in this, uh, in this episode. So I want to thank Ryan. Um, again, Ryan is the guy who runs between office to office to do in-person trainings, uh, coaching, and, you know, and, and meeting with his staff. So, uh, he absolutely walks the talk. So if anyone out there is looking for a different firm, especially in the Chicagoland area, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida, if you're looking for a firm where it's, it's, really, you know, coaching and training led and, and, and helping you with your marketing. Um, D'April Properties is a great, great option. So check them out, dapleproperties.com. Um, Ryan has tons of people that would love to talk to you about what they offer. Uh, as well, Ryan has a lending institution, Midwest Lending. If you're looking for a new loan officer, you can check with him as well. Um, and then also, 
they have title and a bunch of other services they offer too. So definitely check out DAPRIL. Uh, they have lots of lots of things. They really uh, have a tremendous amount of products and services for their agents. Um, and also, we just want to thank Ryan for being on the show. He's been with us almost since the very beginning. He comes on every month and provides tremendous value. So thank you, Ryan. And on behalf of Ryan, we want to thank everyone who's listening, who's made it to the end of this episode. And we ask that you do just one thing to help us continue our show, which is tell a friend. Think, one, uh, think about one other real estate professional or... You know, if loan officers are listening or, or anyone that finds value in this content, please tell someone else about it. Let them know uh, about our show and send them over to our website, keepingitrealpod.com. Uh, they can sign up to get emailed every time we have a new episode, uh, which I know I do for podcasts I listen to, or they can you can just have them pull up a podcast app, search for Keeping It Real and hit that subscribe button. So Ryan, I will let you jump to your three o'clock. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show once yet again. And uh, we'll, uh, wish, we wish everyone a happy Mother's Day too. Although by the time this goes out, it'll be after Mother's Day. But if you're watching us live right now, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Thank you, DJ. Appreciate it very much. All right. Thanks so much. And we'll see everyone on the next episode. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>